Today, I'm going to share five more flipping genius tips that will make you money. They've worked for me, and they will work for you too. If you buy and sell cars for a profit, or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, this podcast has one main goal, to make our listeners money. Let's get to it, flippers. It is a beautiful day in the flipping business. I'm feeling good today. I bought a vehicle this morning that should ultimately sell for about $3,300, and I only had to pay a little over $600 for it. So as long as my mechanic doesn't find $2,500 of surprises for me to pay for, I should be good on that one. Hey, we keep getting great feedback and questions to our flippingquestions at gmail.com address. So I decided today that I would really spend some time completely focused on the number one goal of the podcast, making our listeners money. And with that in mind, I'm going to kind of freestyle this episode a bit. Now, you can probably tell that I'm not a big perfection freak when it comes to producing the Flipping Genius podcast or the articles that I write for LinkedIn uh, or the videos that you'll see at the Flipping Genius YouTube channel. I try to be prepared and get the info out to you that will help you make money, but I usually do most of it in one take. After all, I need to go make some money myself, right? And those of you who have seen any of my Coaching Up series of videos know there is golf to be played, right? (laughs) However, I do typically write out a lot of my words in advance so that I'll sound more prepared and not waste your time. Um, Today, though, I'm going to do a little more winging it than usual, a little more shoot from the hip type presentation because today I'm talking about the thing that I am best at in this business and and I guess that is pretty much the deal making, money making, money saving, ending up with a good profit at the end of the flip part of the business. Today I'm going to share five more tips on how to make money as a car flipper. And I think this episode will be a reasonably short one, unless I get carried away. And this episode is being sponsored by two fantastic sponsors. Nick's Ristorante, an absolutely fantastic place to enjoy a special evening here in North Alabama. And our national sponsor, Team Townley iTex. My friend Gene Townley and his team have helped me in so many ways. It, for example, right before I started recording this, I got a call for a new business opportunity in Arizona and California, all because of iTex. And I want to thank, I want to thank both these sponsors. We'll hear a little bit more about them and from them a little bit later. And in between, though, I'm going to do my best to make this worth your while. Number one. The $45 Walmart visit that earns you $700. Now, I'm not going to get into the math 
and I can't guarantee you that it works every time, but I would say, on average, I do this 10, 15 times a year, just this one equation, and I think $700 is probably pretty conservative on my earnings on these. There's there's four items that I got on this list in my head that I go to Walmart for. And you could go someplace else, uh, maybe. Maybe you can. Ollie's, if you've got Ollie's, sometimes they've got a good deal on this stuff too. Um, floor mats, hubcaps, and carpet cleaner. Those are the first three. Now, you know, Walmart is hard to beat on prices, and I know some people don't like them, but I... I don't have that problem myself. They are not a sponsor of the show. I mean, I'd be glad to take their money, but that's <laughs> that's not why I'm talking about them. It's because I can go down there and for 45 bucks, I can get a set of floor mats and a set of hubcaps that will make the inside and the outside of that car look so much better. It's a silly thing. And of course, the carpet cleaner and other supplies that I, that I get there um can help me clean up the interior and the exterior of that car and make it make it look so much better. And you know, a clean car, well, usually, <laughs> usually it's worth more. I, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna address that in a minute because I, I I'm kind of crazy with that too. Um, crazy, lazy, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so you go down there, you get a set of floor mats for around twenty five bucks and hubcaps. I think. You can get, I think you can get all this stuff for around $45. You can. And uh, now, I, I, the vehicle I mentioned earlier that I bought today, um, it doesn't need hubcaps because it's got nice wheels on it. Pretty nice looking vehicle, actually. Um, you'd, you'd be amazed for $600. Uh, it does need floor mats. Floor mats are all gone, and I'll probably do a little bit of uh, cleaning of the carpet and lots of dashboard cleaning. You know, just clean it up. Some of the seats need a little bit of a little bit of uh, stain removal, but it's it's pretty decent. But I can make it look so much better with just those things, and I'm saving my hubcap money on on that trip. But I'll tell you another thing I'm going to do, and this is my bonus my bonus uh, tip on this tip, and I mentioned earlier that Walmart's not my sponsor. Well, this will probably guarantee you that you know that they're not my sponsor because the fourth thing that I usually do when I go to Walmart, often I do, is I get a new battery. And I get it for free. And that's going to happen on this particular vehicle. The particular vehicle I just bought has a... A, um, this is today that I'm recording this is the 20th of uh, October 2020. And the battery that, that is in this car was purchased in uh, 2019, I think in December. So that battery is under warranty in that car. And Walmart is good enough that if I bring that battery back in with that, you know, just bring it back in, they can scan it and see when the, the battery was purchased. And they will give me a new battery because that particular model battery, it's one of their better batteries, is under warranty, I think, for two or three years for full replacement. So that is a huge one. Not only is it going to make the car start, but also when I pop that hood open and I can show them I got a brand new battery in there, that helps me bump the, the value of the car too. So, so the $45 Walmart trip... That makes you seven hundred bucks. I swear it'll do it. Make sure you take the time 
to clean up the floor mats, the hubcaps, the carpet, the dashboard. And if you can get a free battery, take advantage of that. Walmart's the only place I can do it at. I have had a couple of the parts stores honor a battery that was still under warranty, but for the most part, most places want a receipt from what was bought when it was bought. And at least as of this date, Walmart does not do that. They, if you bring it into their customer service department, they'll tell you to go get the replacement battery. You bring it back in and they will swap it out. And I appreciate that a great deal, Mr. Walmart. <laughs> now let's go to number two. Number two, ugly is okay. <laughs> I, I, I actually own the domain name, uglyisokay.com. That's how, how much I believe in this one. Um, you know, I, I, I've talked about in the past, and I'll talk about in the future, that we make our money when we buy. And that is so key. That's so important that you recognize that. And, and when you are buying, that stuff that stands out that can be fixed, painted, cleaned, or, or covered up is stuff that you can make money on. Um, it's, it's that stuff that I just talked about in number one, uh, the floor mats, the hubcaps, the carpet cleaner. That's, that's ugly stuff. You know, a vehicle with, with uh, broken hubcaps, a vehicle with no hubcaps, just a dirty vehicle, all that stuff's things that you can fix without knowing how to turn a wrench. That's, that's beautiful stuff. I, I absolutely love the opportunities that come up. When I go to an auction, I look for vehicles like that, that, that maybe they have something that's going to need repair, like something like a, uh, a dent in the plastic bumpers that we can pop out using uh, a heat gun or, or even a hairdryer sometimes, um, or a broken windshield that the vehicle's in a, a good enough price range. I don't mind putting a new windshield in it because it really makes a difference. Or those, uh, those very, very stained headlights that can be possibly cleaned up with something as simple as a toothbrush and toothpaste or if you want to jump into a different bracket you can buy new new uh, lenses or use lenses that are in better shape than those um, it all depends on how much how much you're flipping this thing for but that ugly stuff that can be repaired by somebody who's not mechanically inclined is awesome stuff that can be painted repaired with paint a little bit of tape sometimes. Uh, that type of thing is a money maker, no doubt. So keep that in mind. Ugly is okay. And and along those lines, I've been known to even sometimes sell a car dirty and even put that in the ad that I'm selling this one dirty. And that's probably not the greatest idea. That's probably me just being lazy so I can go play golf. But I'll tell you that sometimes you'll come across a car that needs a repair that you'd rather not do because, in my case, I'm paying a mechanic to do it. And although Dennis Johnson and the guys at Dennis Johnson Auto Repair here in Harvest, Alabama, are fantastic and they give me they they do good good work for a reasonable price, it's still going to cost me more to pay them than it would be if if you know how to do it yourself. So sometimes I'll sell a vehicle with repairs that are needed to somebody because they know how to do those repairs and effectively by leaving a little meat on the bone with something like that or selling a car that just needs a little bit of TLC 
and selling it at a cheap price, but still walking away with a, a decent little profit. That can that can work too. So keep that in mind. Ugly is okay can work on both sides of that equation. And with regards to this uh, repair and the meat on the bone, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in money making idea number three. But first, I've got to run and get myself some more Kickapoo Joy juice. Which, if you ever ask me what that is, I will be happy to tell you. Uh, but, <laughs> so while I take that break, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my friend Nick and Nick's Ristorante. I'll be back in 66 seconds. Hey, Flippers. I've got to tell you about my favorite fine dining restaurant probably anywhere, but certainly in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Treat yourselves to a night at Nick's Ristorante. Nick's offers the finest steaks, the freshest seafood, and northern Italian cuisine just like the old country. Seriously, this place is unlike any other. The atmosphere, the service, the desserts are all beyond compare. You will thank me. It is a wonderful place to spend an evening. Nick's is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, open seating, and Friday and Saturday with two seatings of 5 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future based on 50% capacity restrictions with face coverings required to enter, exit, and maneuver while at Nick's. We care about your health and safety and dining experience, and thank you for your understanding. Nick's Restaurante is a member of the iTex trading community. Your iTex dollars are welcome. Number three, buy them broken. Hey, I, I absolutely mean this. Sometimes the cool thing about buying cars that need repair is that you have eliminated a lot of the competition. Um, I've actually bought cars that were, uh, I don't know if you'd call them up on blocks, but they were in the process of being repaired, and I could tell the repairs weren't taking place in somebody's driveway. Um what I do is I call Dennis, I call my mechanic and get an estimate, and I simply factor that into the purchase. Um, the beautiful thing here is is you can turn lemons into gold by providing a receipt for the work that you just had completed. So, so here you had a vehicle that nobody wanted to buy because it needed some significant engine work. Uh, it needed uh, the air conditioning repaired, something as simple as that. If When you live in Alabama and it's August and it's 103 degrees and 180% humidity or whatever it is here, uh, air conditioning is vital, and, and you'll get folks that don't want to do that repair. They don't want to put the money in it. Um, buying that broken can be... A great investment, but it also can can bite you. So I call and get that estimate from uh, from my guys and uh, Gary, especially that that you heard on last week's episode. Gary, I told you, Gary bails me out. He saves me, and this is where it starts at the beginning before I even buy something to get the idea of what it's going to cost to repair this. And and having a mechanic like Gary and and the guys down at Dennis Johnson's that work with me. They know that if we're dealing with, uh, you know, a, a 2007 Audi, what 
what's going to happen, or if we're dealing with, uh, let's say, tell me, don't buy that. Uh, if we're dealing with a uh, uh, a 2008 Chevy Impala and air conditioning is not working, they have experience and they say this is going to happen and that's going to happen, or the windows aren't going up and down, stuff like that. That's that's I love that stuff. Uh, that kind of falls back into the the buy them ugly thing, but uh, or ugly is okay. But buying things that are broken like that, and then you you calculate all these costs in, and uh, like I said, it's going to eliminate a lot of the interested parties. Um, just be sure that you're confident in the diagnosis. So if you if you get to the vehicle and this person is telling you that these this is what needs to be repaired on your vehicle, um, I know sometimes they'll say buyers are liars. Well, sellers are all are, li- are liars too. So uh, unless you've got documentation from somebody that you trust, I don't know that I would I would believe them that that it needs. I see this all the time. It needs a radiator. Uh, because it seems to be overheating, that usually means it's got a blown head gasket. So be be careful not to believe what they're telling you it needs to be repaired. But sometimes they'll tell you the truth. Sometimes they have an estimate that they got. Um, I've even had estimates from my own guys that uh, that, I, that I've gotten from. And along those lines, um, about buying them broken, talk to mechanics. I know I've probably mentioned this before, but talk to mechanics. Not only your mechanics, but other mechanics. Go see them because often there's deals to be had there on broken cars. People have left their car there. They don't have the money or the time or the inclination to repair that car. And and usually I'll have that mechanic repair it uh, because I, I, I appreciate them uh, giving me that, that lead. But uh, if they don't want to mess with it, then I'll have it brought over to Dennis, and we'll fix it there. But yeah, ask for mechanics. Ask it at your mechanic shops, and say, "Is there anything around here that has been here for a while that that maybe I can buy it from those folks? Then I'll have you repair it, and then I can resell it." So, buy them broken. Number four, make sales calls. Now, up till now. I've been talking mostly about ways to make money by saving money, both when you buy them, both when you repair vehicles, looking for vehicles that that eliminate competition due to their ugliness or their brokenness. But I haven't really talked about selling. Now, for the most part, I think about car flipping is less about selling and more about being intelligent when you buy and being intelligent when you sell. Um, because I think a, a vehicle kind of sells itself. That's that's my gut instinct. And people might disagree with me, and that's fine. Um, but having been in sales most of my life and dealt in things like life insurance and advertising for large amounts of money, I, I don't think of houses or cars is a difficult thing to sell. Um, if it's the right person, they will buy that. And that's, that's really how I, how I look at it. And that's how I prefer to look at it. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to ever put a, a hard sell on anybody. Um, I'll, oftentimes I, I think I talk people out of buying cars because I don't think this is the right car for them. I know I've done that hundreds of times. Um, but in this case, I want to encourage you to make sales calls. Now, you've heard me talk about walk and talk. Now, the walk and talk works both when you're buying and you're selling. Now, you've got a vehicle, 
that you want to sell. You've got it ready to be sold. You get got it cleaned up. You you got your free new battery in it. <laughs> you have your you have your uh, your your forty five dollars worth of floor mats, uh, hubcaps, and and uh, and I've already forgotten and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> carpet cleaner. And you are you are ready to sell this thing. It's all shined up. You've been down to the car wash for seven bucks, or or maybe you've paid one hundred and twenty five bucks to have it detailed. However, you do that, but your car is ready to sell. And if you're like me, you're selling a car that that is is at the lower end of things. Now, you may be selling a car at the higher end of things, and that will affect where this walk and talk is going to go. But for me, my typical buyer for a car is going to be uh, a lot of times a younger person or somebody that needs a car for for uh, uh, transportation, for commuting to and from work. And like I said, I, I usually sell cars in the, the $1,500 to $4,000 range. So a real good place for me to talk about my car are places where those folks work, like small employers. And a lot of times small employers have relationships with their employees that, and they may be willing to actually help those employees buy a vehicle. And I can introduce that idea by walking in the door with some flyers for my car that is actually in their parking lot and, and walk in and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm selling the Impala out there. I've got the Honda Accord out there for sale. And I wondered if you might know of anybody who's looking for a good car that's reliable, that'll get them to and from work. That's less than X number of dollars. Um, if you do this enough, three or four times, usually you're going to find, you're probably going to sell the car. You're going to get some interested parties. And I'll tell you the other thing is Make sure you bring your flyers along and, and pass them out and make sure they say, I buy cars on them, because you're going to wind up buying cars that way, too. And this is just a, a, a great way. And I'm, I, I think of when I think of uh, small employers, I, I think of uh, restaurants, uh, locally owned restaurants, um, you know, try to go in there when they're not peak, peak time, go drop at a restaurant at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's a pretty good time to, to drop some flyers off and ask the, the, the kids behind the counter and maybe the owner if he's there uh, about the car. Another one, uh, unfortunately, can't really do it right now, are uh, uh, nursing home facilities. Um, I, I'm actually pretty aware of those because I sing at them a lot, but that's a great place. There's a lot of folks there that need transportation. They can't afford a lot. Uh, stop by and they'll also have those vehicles to sell. Some Sometimes they're the broken vehicles. A lot of times they're the ugly vehicles, but these are good places. Get out and walk and talk and make sales calls. And really what you're trying to do is sell yourself, not the car. And and one other thing, a little bonus tip on there, try to make some relationships with with small lenders. And the good way to do that is is face-to-face, too, um, because they're looking for people to, to loan money, too, and possibly they can help somebody uh, buy one of your cars. So that's, that's another idea. Um, business ideas like this are really the kind of things that, that have kept me in business for years, and and I, I promised you five ways that I'm going to help you make more money. And I am. But here's a bonus way to make more money. Just listen up. So here's the question. If you need some advertising, printing, or just need to go to the dentist, and it's going to cost $1,000, 
what would you rather do? Pay cash or trade $1,000 of your services? And most small businesses would rather trade in order to save cash, but they find it difficult to find other businesses to trade with or who they can trust or to find what they need when they need it. Enter ITEX, the nation's largest retail trade exchange. ITEX has a marketplace of member companies that sell to and buy from each other using the ITEX dollar instead of cash. Sell what you want, when you want, at the price you designate. They promote your business to their other clients through the ITEX online directory and ITEX mobile. As you make new sales in their marketplace, you earn ITEX dollars. You can use those ITEX dollars with other businesses in the ITEX network whenever and with whomever you choose. Team Townley ITEX is the local franchise of ITEX Trade Exchange. For more information about ITEX or to get involved, contact my friend Gene Townley at 251-980-1023 or email him at gene.townley at itex.net or contact me. Just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I will be happy to answer any questions you have and introduce you to Gene. ITEX has helped me make a lot of money over the years and I highly recommend them. Yeah, I'm, I am serious about that. Uh, the folks at ITEX have, have helped me make a lot of money, and they helped me live a, a pretty cool life. Uh, earlier this year, I told you about a wonderful vacation we were able to pay for for our entire family to a, a million-dollar lake house up in Minnesota. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I celebrated my 10th anniversary with my beautiful bride, and we stayed at a beautiful beach house down on the Gulf Coast and just had an immensely enjoyable time. Neither one of those times was it necessary for me to spend cash because of ITEX. ITEX helped me. <laughs> they are outstanding. So, you know, check with check with Gene and Team Townley, like I mentioned. Um, and now, this is number five, folks. I'm down to the last one, not counting the ITEX thing. And I, I do count that as a bonus. Uh, but number five is... <laughs> I know I've said this already, but I'm going to say it again. You make your money when you buy it. And I know, I know I keep saying this, but seriously, you do. And, and so I'm going to go down five ways here that we're going to help you make more money by buying things right. And buying things right, well, there's a lot of definitions of that. First off, I want to talk again about sticking to your guns when you're at the auction. Now, if you're not going to car auctions, this probably doesn't matter, but it could matter still. Stick to your guns whenever you go to buy. Now, I think this is fresh in my mind this morning because I was, again, at the car auction, and I had time after time after time that the vehicles were being sold for an amount that I thought was in excess of their value. So I stuck to my guns and walked away. And then finally, I, I grabbed one that I mentioned earlier, at a price that was a little bit less than I thought it would go for, and that one's at Dennis's right now. I stick to my guns all the time when I'm at an auction. I, by that, I mean I am prepared 
If you want more information about how I prepare, uh, listen, I think it's episode number three or four. We talked about auctions and then throughout the, the time, I'm sure I talk a lot about uh, car auctions because it's a big part of how, how I've bought cars over the years. Um, but if you go to look at a car that you're considering, you should be prepared in your, your mind what that vehicle's worth and what you're going to be willing to pay. So stick to those guns. Don't don't let your emotions jump in and help you make poor buying decisions. And it's not sold until it's sold. So if, if you're trying to buy from individuals, which is something I've been trying to do a lot lately, um, and, and you ask, is it sold, or they say it's already sold, ask if the buyer's already paid and picked up the vehicle. Um, and... and if if they say that they're sure that they, that it is sold, they they haven't uh, they haven't seen the buyer come out and pick up the vehicle yet. Um, still, follow up in a day or two just to to be certain that 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 deal really went through. Um, and and hey, don't you know be be nice about it. Don't be a nuisance because they may need to buy a car too, and you sell those right. You, you got other cars to flip, or they may even uh, want you to help them in some other way. So keep that door open. Uh, just because they say it's sold, I, don't get off the phone in that instance. Say, hey, um, are you sure it's sold? Have they picked the car up? Um, you get the point. Uh, and and uh, also, always let them know that you're dealing in cash and, and that... Uh, um, and uh, and and you're going to make this easy for them. See, people don't sell cars every day, and and this can be a time of stress to them. So tell them that you've got all the paperwork that's needed. You have the bill of sale. You know how the title work is supposed to be handled. You know where to sign the title. You know how to do this so that there's not any problem on their side. Um, assure them of that. You know, assure them that that in a professional manner, so they can. They'll trust you and feel comfortable working with you. No, you're not going to have to get financing for the car. If they sell this car to you, you're going to bring them the cash, and it's going to be a done deal. You're going to walk away with the title. They're going to keep the and the keys, and they're going to keep that cash and be on with their life, and possibly buy another car from you. Um, this is your business, so knowing this can put people at ease. So definitely try to put people at ease when you're buying. Um, and and tell the truth. This is huge. I mean, I, I always tell the truth. As mom said, tell the truth and you won't have to remember what you said. Show people where you came up with the price that you're offering them. I, I, I do. I think we talked about it uh, in the last couple episodes. I, I, I typically uh, use Kelly Blue Book as one of my tools for, for pricing. I take a look at local resources and see what that vehicle will probably sell for uh, on on marketplace or on on eBay or other other ways in in my area and 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 I of course explain to them I am here to make a profit so I've got to buy this car in a way that I can make a profit and then we talk about any repairs that are needed any cleanup that's that's needed and I find a lot of time. This gets me a better price. And people actually start helping me negotiate a better deal. I know this may sound crazy, but it, it's happened several times in the last couple months where I, I almost didn't ask, have to ask for a price reduction because they recognize that their price 
wouldn't work for me and they wanted me to be the buyer they wanted they wanted me to be the buyer partly also because of what I said last they trusted me they knew that I was being frank and open with them and I, I was making this this an easier opportunity for them um, and then <laughs> the last part of this is this thing that I've talked about right from the get-go save on everything that you can in the process of the flip everything you know from from the hubcaps and and the 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 uh <laughs> oh the floor mats i keep forgetting those the floor mats and the hubcaps and everything else along the way from parts and supplies and tools if there's a way to save money it's it's going to benefit you in the end because that's the less money you spend the more money you can make and there's just no easier no better way to say that um, because if there's a way to save money and get the same benefit and the same finished product and the same end price, then you are making money when you are spending it. I think that's all that needs to be said, right? Well, with this in mind, go to the resources page, man. Go to our resources page on our website, flippinggenius1g.com. And you will find deals on auto parts, auction fees, tools, training, and anything else I've been able to or will be able to negotiate a better deal on for our listeners. There are discounts there already, and it is growing and will continue to grow. As we grow the Flipping Genius podcast audience, it gives us more power to negotiate with these these sellers. Now, some of them actually will pay me a small commission if you buy your things there. Please buy your things there because that commission is the money that I make from this podcast, and it's a lot of effort. I'll just be frank. I appreciate you uh, patronizing our sponsors, uh, including the ones you've already heard from and the others who make affiliate uh, agreements with us on the resources page, but most of the resources page is actually made up of of resources that do not pay the flipping genius any money. That's um, just stuff that I know that can benefit you, and uh, we'll continue to grow that. And if there's something you're looking for, something that you'd like us to try to negotiate a better deal on, let me know that too. If you've got questions, insights, stories. Uh, if you want to, if you want to add something, uh, suggestions for what we might be able to do in the future, or if you just want to complain to me, <laughs> send it to flippingquestions at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about what you're doing. I'd love to hear some success stories from you and share them in the future with other people. Um, along those lines too, look for our flipping genius car groups, wherever you live. We've got them in 15 metropolitan areas right now. And if you just go to Facebook and go to the group section and search Flipping Genius, chances are you're going to find one near you. But if you don't find a Flipping Genius group in your neck of the woods, let me know and we will put it on our growth plan. And when we get one open, we'll definitely let you know that it's open. And if you'd like to help us manage it, that can be very beneficial to you as a manager because you'll have uh, unique opportunities I can explain explain to you if you, you're interested. Just send your request to flippingquestions at gmail.com. Remember, look 
at flippinggenius.com for our resources page. You can hear all of the past podcasts. You can also, I, I, I keep forgetting, I draw a cartoon called Defumi, and you can actually see past past Defumis and the current Defumis, which are related to the car business, and I think they're pretty funny. Um, we've been putting those on the last few episodes, as long, along with links to some of my songs. And... Uh, I think this week I do not have a song loaded, so I think I'm going to make it kind of special that you've had songs every week. We'll have one next week, but this week I'm not putting one on there. I'm going to shut up and let you go about your business. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Genius Podcast, and thanks for uh, to our sponsors, uh, Nick's Restaurante and Team Townley iTex for helping us out. Hey, everybody, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses.